everybody, and welcome to our second podcast. Um, I'm Serge, this is Lee, and... I'm Lee. We are two fathers on a grieving journey. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. Um, as hashtags go, that's the one I'm sort of... Uh, it's a constant journey, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and, well, it, it never ends, and I think no. that that is... The, the key to grief is is the fact that it doesn't it doesn't ever go away um as i said so for some of us life gets easier um but it isn't easy um it's one of my other mottos um but we're trying to find those every cloud moments out of this journey and trying to find s- things that we can all relate to um as as fellas as fathers as as dads and yeah get you guys talking and and in the previous podcast we were sort of like well what are we going to call this and i think we pretty much said the name in the first couple of sentences didn't we totally men do talk we do but we choose our places and our times but we, we do we do but men tend to be known as not being able to talk and the phrase men don't talk is quite commonplace out there because it still society. always has been the, the, come on, dust yourself down, bite your bottom lip, chin as, up. As, as a couple of people in my life have said, um, man up. Yeah, 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 totally. And yeah, that's a, that's a hard, hard word to hear, definitely. And because how, how can uh, someone else tell me to man up when they don't know what's going on in my head? But that's the same that's the same for anyone which is why i have always tried to it's, it's, this could be this could be a podcast of clichés but it's the never judge a book by its cover yeah. you know just because you are you even the first time we meet i shouldn't and i try not to as a person anyway i should never try and judge you on how i think you think or you are i have no idea walk a, walk a mile in a man's shoes it's another cliche but it's this whole I don't know what's gone on in your life, so why should I even begin to think what goes on in there? I, I, I just don't know. Well, it's, it goes back to my school days, I think, <laughs> to sort of deviate from the conversation where the teacher was telling me off. I wasn't thinking about what they were telling me off about. I was thinking about what makeup they were wearing or how they looked. You know, you, you, sometimes you just can't connect mm. mentally with people. And what, we're tra- what we've done it, through our sort of meeting is found a common bond. And, you know, just to reiterate, those who missed last week's podcast, um, we we met because ultimately of two tattoos that we had. And, you know, those tattoos, um, and we'll show them at the same time, were Maddie May and... Madeline. Madeline. And we both lost our daughters in different circumstances they were children that was the common denominator and yeah we were at different stages on that grief journey and as lee has been on the grief journey longer i think we should start with his story this week do you see the way i segued into that absolutely brilliant so smooth all off the top of my head so smooth that was good that was good um (laughs) i'm a pro um no no uh, <laughs> so I mean look it's not an easy way to start the conversation and it, a lot of the time it is a conversation stopper let's be honest but how many people over the years have asked you tell me about losing Madeline well actually very few because what happens is unless someone knows no one's going to go, oh, hi, yeah, my name is so-and-so. Oh, you lost your daughter. Tell me what happened. Because that's the last thing. People are like, shit, I've just, I've just, what people do is, is they go, shit, I've just reminded him that he lost his daughter. No, no, you you haven't reminded me. It's what that's I keep telling people. It's always there. Yeah. It's literally that plaster. It's there and the plaster holds it in. It takes nothing to rip it off, mm. but I can put it straight back on now. But you found yourself making, you've got that standard line now, right? Nowadays, well, it depends right? on what people are asking. It's, it's, it's again, it it's what I was saying. It depends on the mick out of it, them. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the loaded question. Yeah. 
it's the loaded question of, um, you know, how many kids have you got? Oh, I've got four children. Oh, I've got a, I've got a boy, girl, boy, boy. Oh, you know, if someone says, oh, wouldn't you have loved to have another girl though? Okay, that's the loaded question. Wow, Bang, yeah. out comes a shotgun. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. So it, it does all, all depend. See, I did it the other way. So last week I was at a party and somebody said to me, um, how many children do you have? And I said, I have three. Two are with me and the other one is no longer with me. Okay, so that's, that's <laughs> yeah, we all carry, we all carry and, and a gun. And that still, I was looked for that reaction. <laughs> so this is, this is also something I'm not that, trying to be bitter and twisted about it. No, but no, no, no. It, no it's, you're, just, it's trying to understand why people react in a certain way and it's like when you when you walk into a shop with a disabled child like I did many a time I remember one time when I went into Costco and and literally the wave parted as I produced Maddie in this wheelchair it was like you know everyone gives that sympathetic oh which poor, which poor which you. which is only fair and yeah. it's actually when you see things like that it's it's fair and yeah. and if they didn't, you'd be like, wait a minute. So I understand. Well, and I, was, I, also, I was that person before anyway. Exactly. Um, I understand. I understand it if I tell someone, they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Because they didn't know. They're mm. only asking a question like, how many children do you have? And it's a mm. perfectly fair and reasonable question. It's up to me to decide how I want to give the answer, whether I feel particularly... Um, cruel to see them squirm yeah in in the realization they've just in their eyes they have made me relive my my loss again and they haven't mm. but yeah um but we've kind of gone off so what was we the original so what <laughs> what what was the original question tell me about losing madeline how i want you to talk me through that process that's quite heavy okay. and i can see the eyes welling up already so well not quite yet but they 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 will um so i mean i i, I want to know Okay, I won't. I won't. I won't let, let sort me, of give me, you every me, step let me, let me by tell, step. Let me tell you. No, so let me tell you where I am with this. Right. Sorry, I need to go back a bit because ultimately, my I, I did a post on um, TikTok yesterday and Instagram, which basically talked about um, the moment. You know, my, my therapist turned around to me and said, "Tell me about the moment you lost Madeline, or the morning you woke up," and I was like. Fuck. Because what I had done is I had parked it for five years. I'd written a book and I put all the words into that book. 280,000 words of my innermost feelings and I parked it. And that's where I want you. I want to get to that point with you where they said to me, you... Maddie's going to die. Um, Maddie's going to die. Okay, so obviously for me, that point didn't happen. Right. Because she just died. In front no of me. No warning. No, she she died in front of me in hospital. Um, so all the viewers are like, oh my God, I can't. But, <laughs> you know. So without giving a whole minute by minute... I suppose realistically, um, it started probably two months before uh, she died, um, which is actually almost like any. I'm not saying that's when it started, but for us, you could almost say that was that was the point. Doing a ballet performance, um, and she was sick. Put it down to nerves or what have you. Went on and did a performance. Um, Was it a good performance? It was very good. And I remember um, waiting at the side in the theatre um, with her because uh, it was Winnie the Pooh. And I remember waiting. I, I took her on. She was very nervous, took her on. Then she came off and I was waiting at the side. Um, Proud I, dad. Yeah, I still couldn't. I, I still can't watch that video. I think I've watched it once. I can't. That's where we're a bit different. I, I only have four and a half years of stuff you have nine bit years but yeah. your years are what what your maddie did in nine years was probably a lot less than what my daddy so it's it, it's kind of it's all yeah yeah it's it, yeah yeah for, for me with maddie it was like 
capture the best moments that made her look as human as possible. Exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that was when she first, you know, was, was ill, no different to, to any other child. Um, and then you know, she got an ear infection and I think we went to the doctor, ear infection, they gave her antibiotics and antibiotics didn't really work. Um, and she was tired and this and the infection went and it came back again. Um, then I think we got another load of antibiotics and I think she had a reaction to those. So we stopped taking them. Um, and what, what's, what's going through your mind at this point? Well, nothing. She's our, she's, she's our four year old daughter. She's, she's not well. We're first time parents. Were you, were you extra vigil? Were you panicking more? Then, then no, you weren't panicking. No, not at all. Just an ear an infection, infection yeah. and she's not getting better, and it's taking longer, and it might be something else. But you don't think you don't have a crystal ball. Mm. You don't think she's got leukemia; she's going to die. Mm. If if that was the case, every parent in the world would go absolutely panic stricken yeah. at a cough. Yeah, that's that's what would happen, and you don't. Um, acid reflux that was the common <laughs> still is isn't it yeah. all these all, all these acid, bases, reflux. acid reflux allergic to milk anyway that's a whole yeah um, but that, that I went to a specialist you, acid reflux yeah no but we didn't but let's be honest in that day didn't know any difference so you would have put it down to that right something as basic as maybe an allergy or, or well she was breastfed like so she probably wouldn't have had yeah. and we're not four years old yeah. but anyway anyway um so the infections never went. She got tired and she wasn't getting better. And this kind of went on. We went to like, the, I think it was the Harmony Clinic at the time. So it's the Out of Hours Clinic. And, you know, you see one doctor and, and, and he's about as useless as farting in a, the wind sort of stuff. You know? We won't name names. No, right. It's just, just a normal GP. Um, not saying they will fob you off, but it was a bit of a... Um, and then I suppose it wasn't getting any better. It was on and off, on and off, on and off. Um, and then I suppose the real, the final, the, yeah. the, the, the final sequence, we were going away to the Netherlands to actually, uh, cause my wife is Dutch. Um, we were going off to see my father-in-law. He was doing a sort of presentation speech because a biochemist, uh, we were going over there. Um, and clearly Madeline wasn't getting any better. We... She really wasn't well. My wife took her to A&E. This is two days before she died. And um, she took her to A&E. They, what they do if people don't know is with, certainly with children, I don't think they do it with adults. When they're going to do a blood test, you'll know. They put numbing cream on the areas. They put a plaster over it. So when they do get the blood, you can't feel the needle go in. So they did that on all four. Um, they monitored her oxygen, her oxygen saturation, which again is standard. They put the thing on the finger, which they do on everyone. And at that point, she had oxygen saturation. I think it was about 87 or something like that, or 84. It was, it was criminally low because most people should have be eight, 98, 99. Yeah. Smokers, maybe 96, 97. If you if you go into hospital and, and your oxygen saturation is reading ninety five ninety four and even with and, and especially with children you ain't going anywhere they're they're they're, they're going to keep you there so ninety one ninety eight she should have stayed and um, I remember my my wife telling me she said to the nurse you know she's had recurring ear infections or recurring infections she's not getting any better and hasn't got any better shouldn't we be testing for leukemia? Well, because it's, it's all to do with your immune mm. system. You're not getting better. So clearly it's not just an ear infection. To which the nurse went, it's not leukemia. They, they obviously, they took the plasters off, didn't test blood, to the day, don't understand why. That's, again, it's another, mm. they didn't do that. But, but when, when they took the plasters off, obviously I wasn't there, you know, Tamar said, Madeline went, ow, ow. So, but that shouldn't hurt because you've had the numbing cream on and it left a, and it left a mark. Now that shouldn't happen because it's supposed to numb you. Mm. Um, and then I think we was she was sent home with Madeline. I think with some cowpole. The next day, unbelievable. We due to go away the following day. The next day, I took her to the GP. 
because she actually woke up in the morning and her lips were blue and she actually had a spot on her back, which actually sepsis. It's what it was. We didn't know. Yeah. Should have known, didn't, did. But you also, you kind of, you, you don't. And I remember going to the GP and and I showed him the spot, the blue lips. I mean, any, and you'd think any trained GP would see a sign like you'd think when you go to medical school maybe 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 there's some GPs out there that can tell me but surely there are kind of your basics child comes in uh with blue lips tick to maybe get her to hospital you know these are the yeah you don't you don't miss that oh blue lips oh seven years of medical school however long that is uh oh, I don't remember them talking you know you, okay um and I said you know we're due to go away tomorrow she's got this she's got that you know what's to which it was pretty much, well, when you get back, we'll, we'll do some blood tests. And sent us on our merry way. We went away the next day. Um, I, remember, I remember the T-shirt she was wearing and the T-shirt Finn was wearing. We were on the plane. We got over to the Netherlands. Um, and we got to my mother-in-law's. She lives in Wageningen, which is wherever it is. You said that beautifully. Uh, yeah, well, I do have good pronunciation, I've been told. <laughs> Wageningen. Um, and we were staying at my mother-in-law's, uh, which we so often did. It's a beautiful day. And she clearly wasn't well. I, I, remember, ugh, I, I remember being on the bus from Ada Wageningen station. We got on the bus and she was sitting in the buggy because she was just tired and she wasn't well. Well, I mean, it was a day before she was dying, so of course mm. she wasn't well. Um, and I remember we were on the bus, she was on the buggy, and we got off the bus near my mother-in-law's, and I still, to the day, I never forget, and, and on the buggy, and we're getting off with the buggy, and she just fell out of the buggy, oh, right? you know, with notes just fell out, and I remember this to the day. Um, anyway, we went to, to, we were at my mother-in-law's, and clearly she wasn't well. She just was not well. Um, she got into bed at my mother-in-law's, and um, Tamar went into the room. She had a, she had a sleep, and Tamar went into was, the was room. It, was everyone at this point calm? I mean, was it was there a lot of hysteria? Around there wasn't the any hysteria, but we knew something wasn't right. Yeah. And Tamar went into the room. But it's confusion and fear of the unknown, isn't it? Totally. And she brought her out. Um, and you know she just she was just like you know she just, she's like she, this this isn't right we need something something is wrong, and she took her to the local doctor which was literally thirty meters from where where Tamar's mum lived, and thanks for this, and within about she'd got there and within about two minutes, get a phone call, you need to come now, and. Bizarrely, I picked up our passports. Don't ask me why. I just did. It's Ran. a nice thing to do, isn't it, in a foreign country? You just, just <laughs> something in there went, pick up the passports. Yeah. Um, even though my wife is Dutch, but anyway. <laughs> um, and I ran to the doctor's surgery, which lit is literally 30 metres. And I walked in, and as I walked in, the doctor's looking at me, GP's looking at me like, they'd called the ambulance and he was literally like, you, well, because he knew. What went through your head? I think now your, your body has gone into shock you you don't realize it but it has done because like you're 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 procedure. you're you're yeah. on yeah you're on an autopilot you don't know what the autopilot is but it's almost like that 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 um what do they call it it's like fight or flight so you're just you're just alive and you're just going and you're being how did you feel physically emotionally did you numb, feel sick and numb 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 um and 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 I've, i i remember they called the ambulance and tamar's obviously incredibly upset and i'm like basically to myself what the fuck is going on what the f 
what the fuck is happening here? But calm externally. Well, I can't actually remember, but yes, yeah. probably because I wasn't. Oh my god, you know, mm. what's that going to do? It's I not like in the films. Like the mother-in-law would react. It's <laughs> not like in the films. Everybody, you know, it's that kind of. Ah, oh, no, it's yeah. not. That's not me anyway. Yeah. Next thing you know, ambulance has turned up, blues and twos, off to the hospital. Uh, you know, it's also with with that. I have always, I've never understood why people don't get the hell out of the way when they hear an ambulance. There's an ambulance coming. There could be someone with a with a, a bleeding head, a heart attack, a, whatever, oh. a child. A gra- get the fuck out of the way. It's well, not doing it for giggles. I'm going to do a little segue here. So yeah. we were blue lighted from Watford General to Great Ormond Street, uh, down the M1, BMW racing us. These people should be locked away, or given given a ban. I mean, you literally, or put them in a hospital, see someone die, yeah, because they've yeah caused it anyway. Yeah. So next thing you know, we're, we're 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 being rushed to hospital. We get to the hospital, get rushed in, and they're now pretty much trying to save her life. It's as simple did, did, as that. Did, did they say at any point they were too busy trying to? Save her so, life. So Hospitals, they're not going to go, right, let's sit down did, for a did, did the doctor at the GP say, this is life-threatening? Well, by the fact that he was looking at me going... So he didn't actually say... No, that pretty much said it to me, this is fucking serious, right. mate, in a okay. Dutch accent. Yeah. In a kind of, this isn't good. Yeah. Um, I knew that from when he said that. It was a bit of disbelief, mm. but I knew that. You still don't believe it when someone's saying you do know this is really serious and your, your, your child could be dying. You, you don't, you can't compute it. Anyway, we're, we're in the hospital. She's on the bed. They're trying to do everything they can. Is she, is she awake at this point? Or? She is awake. Sorry. It's fine. And I think they, someone had flown in from Utrecht, which is not, it's not miles, but they had to fly them in. And all I remember is, is they were, they were working on her for um for ages and um and I, and I do remember looking at her, telling her I love her and I just see her eyes close and we and, and that was it and that was it and literally you're like within within what two hours you're suddenly seeing your child's just died in front of you And you're just in this like, you're, you're having to now call your family, your mum, your dad, to say, um, your, your grandchild's just died. And that's, that was what happened. Pretty much, I might have got, some, but that's pretty much exactly what happened. I think, the, the ter- you know, the thing that strikes me the most from that amazing, you know, description of of the moment um is that you had no time to prepare no this this is one of the big the big differences not differences between me and between you, me yeah. and you i had is, a day but you, <laughs> lucky you. Yeah. yeah that's that's Sorry. that's the big that's one of the that's one of the several little differences but in essence that's exactly what happened we had no time to prepare we had no idea what was going on until it happened when it did happen everyone in the hospital said to us and remember as well this is in a foreign country mm. let's add that other element to it so this this is now in a foreign country um and they all sang to us why were you even allowed to travel how did she even make it? Because you can't be dealing with those sort of questions because I, I suppose at that time you can't really, you know, people making inquiries like that, it's sort of like, you know, some a politician yeah, it, it does something dodgy and then they're all putting yeah, questions no, to it in, in, fa- in, fa- in fairness, no, in fairness to, to the hospital, yeah, you know, they were very... Um, it certainly wasn't having a go. It was, it was, you know, they've, they've equally, dismay. They've, dismay. They've yeah. just seen a child die. No one, no human, especially in the medical profession, most other professions, don't enjoy seeing that. Um, but I think from their perspective, they're like, you've come from England. 
how did they allow you to this to them is like this is crazy yeah. they were right they were they were right simple as that um they were thinking what you were thinking at the end of the day right? and then obviously after that you've got all the other crap that comes with it that you're now in a foreign country repatriation repatriation it's never easy thank god i had insurance people have holiday insurance don't ever think you're not going to need it because that's why you have it and i know people mock insurance and they do with that you know what you need it because that could have not that money would have been an well yes it would have cost an absolute fortune yeah and that's just so for the sake of of 20 30 50 100 pound for a year just get your insurance that was that was just a little so yes yeah, so suddenly you know you've got, and now you've got to have of course the body's got to be released because mm. you've got to have the coroner's got to be happy but it's to the be same really, you have to yeah. have an autopsy and yeah, all that totally yeah totally and so that took us up to that point <laughs> yeah where do you want to go now <laughs> when do i when do i talk about them losing the paperwork you leave when we flew when we flew her back you leave the hospital yeah oh without her yeah you, oh. you stand outside the, the hospital. Do you grab your wife? I you... actually, I actually, I actually left. I actually left out a bit that I forgot about, which doesn't really. We were actually, that's right. We were actually staying with a friend before we went to my mother-in-law, and we were like, you know, we need to go to a doctor. We need to da da da, and we were kind of not my friend because not our friend because what she did was amazing and very few people you know do stuff like that but she was actually the first one in the hospital when Madeline died and I remember she came and she was you know wiping and it's for some people they're like I don't want to hit well you know you know because like from the nose and there's all this mm. shit that goes with dying dying's not a oh lovely thing it's, mm. it's a horrible thing and she was there just cleaning and you know what a friend what a friend to do that to mm. our child you know what we're what we're going through this and she's there but we were staying at her house with her with her with her now ex-husband i know why um and he wasn't he wasn't overly helpful in the situation not that it would have changed the outcome but but he wasn't helpful in sort of offering let me drive you because we didn't have a car there when mm. we said well, you know shall I, let me give even if it was me if, if like if i if i had someone abroad staying with me i'd call up my local doctor if i had i say like i need to be, in fact no i'm not even gonna call them up i'm gonna take you there now and do you know what they're gonna fucking see you now i don't care enough of this oh yeah no because this could be a this could this is serious and we didn't and that's why we ended up going to my mother-in-law so i kind of left that do bit you out, think that extra day would have made a difference no not at all what what did transpire from it was what, what would have happened? Sorry to go to go. No, so, no, no, no. So if if it had been spotted earlier, right, you'd have had a blood transfusion, right. And... So after we had the autopsy and we got the results, um, about well, about two weeks after we lost Madeline, first of all, we got a call from Dr. Warren Hire, which I mentioned his name last time. Yeah. And he called, first of all, to say, I just, because it was the first he knew. He didn't know before. Yeah. I'm just just disgusted with what's happened. Um, she was, she was, she went to the A&E. Now, what they should have done is as a child, she should have been sent through to the Packer unit, the, pedi the, the paediatric unit. Was this Middlesex? It was, was Northwick Park. So she should have been sent to the, to the paediatric unit and she wasn't. And still to the day, it's, that's another story. Had she been sent there, and bearing in mind this is two days before she died. Mm. This isn't two, three months. This is two days. Had she been sent there, they're probably straight away they would have done a blood test mm -hmm. and they would have gone, right, she needs a blood transfusion. Now, yes, maybe a couple of months before, a month before, it would have been a lot easier. Two days before... Um, she would have probably had a blood transfusion. She probably would have gone through unbelievably heavy treatment. Yes, when the autopsy results came in, I think they'd given her an 85% survival rate over five years. But these are all ifs and buts. Yeah. Um, 
thinking about what would have happened, number one, we know, well, that would have changed myself and Tamar's life drastically. Yeah. We would have been in and out of hospitals for the God knows how long. We go, so that, 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 that changes everything anyway. Mm. Um, would she have survived? Don't know. She, mm. might, she might have done, but she might not have done. What would happen after that four or five years? If she did survive, could she relapse again? I don't know. Would we forever on be living this strange life? COVID, what would have happened then? She would have been 18, 19, 20, leukemia. I don't know. Mm. Every It's a bit of an unknown. Um, but she did have, as far as the autopsy was concerned, there was there was a good survival rate, certainly in children with leukemia. At two days before, I don't know. I don't know. And so beyond that, you then immediately in grieving. You get the, you, you get, you straight away. Straight you away. You go from, a, a, you know, to you're all, you're, you're, family yeah, to you're, you're organizing people to come over from France. England. Well, you're, 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 you're trying to get, you know, in, in, the, I don't know if you did a, you did a Jewish burial. Yeah. So you, in Jewish religion, you know, those, they know you have to bury the body as soon as possible. Which we couldn't because you need to have a, an, an autopsy and a and coroner. Over, coroner has to release the body. You're overseas. Well, I've got a story about that yeah. as well. We need to go about Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That's a whole uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, and they fly her back separately from us. Yeah. They lose the paperwork. Da, 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 da. Tell me about that. Uh, but very briefly, we actually got back to, I mean, the, one of the hardest things, or one of the many hard things associated with this is the, um, I suppose he was the, the is it mortician? Uh, he's Corrin. the guy. He's the guy that takes the. No, uh, she's now coming back to England. Oh uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, what's it called? Yeah. The um. Per, yeah. We'll call he's, him a mortician. We'll call him a mortician. Someone can correct me. <laughs> um. He comes to take her passport. Yep. I've got her passport, and she had an English passport. And I remember saying to him, "I'll get this passport back, won't I?" To which I think he's like, "Well." Um, did she have, I, can't, I can't. I can't even remember now. But it's good because, of course, I think in the English passport, it's it, we're 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 bearing it as a right to travel. It's mm. not actually it is. It's not ours, but it is. We have to hand it. No, we get to keep our passports. Yeah. Which I think the Dutch passports, they will then take back. And I think because he thought she had a Dutch passport, I might be wrong. And I said, "Will I get this back?" He's like, "Well, I, I don't know." I'm getting this. This is my daughter's, you know, you, you become very protective. Now, this is my daughter. You ain't fucking having anything to do with my daughter. She's my daughter. You get. And when he realized yes, you will. Okay, fine. And again, it's one of these, I wish I could remember all the nice things. I do. The nice things are in there, but they're buried in there. But you kind of, and all I remember is them literally just zipping the bag up and then they took her off. And that, that is just one of the, I'm not the only parent to go through that. And there's going to be millions of parents that go through exactly that. How long did it take you to leave her? In terms of from the point where she passed to the bag being zipped up and leaving. Did you stay with her? Did you want to get out of that room? Well, well, yeah, because by then the autopsy has sort of been done. So yeah. it's been two or three so you days or four you didn't days. you did want to stay with her? What, for, for how long? How long are you supposed to stay? I, I don't know. I, I, I remember. Again, I, I remember we went in. People act differently. Yeah, well, everyone situations. does. I remember. I remember going into the room after they'd done the autopsy, and, and you know, we know what they do when they do autopsies. So mm. you, you kind of you're 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 seeing a you're seeing a shell because let's be honest, you know they 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 have to weigh things. They have to. It's not like it's not like they do it with X-ray. Does she still feel like your daughter? Well, she was. Or was it just the body? It's just the body. She Did you just, feel any spiritually any? Um, Anything? Did you feel her pass into your being at any point? Uh, no, not really. Um, because she was part of me anyway. She was my daughter. So, did you have any dreams? I think I might have had one or something. Um, certainly not, not, not loads. Um, that was quite a final, that was a final few days. And I remember then she she went back and then, yeah, so we came back. I remember it was the first time I'd actually been 
searched heavily at the airport and I gave and I gave the guy searching me such an indignant look like you fucking search me mate because I might tell you in a minute why I'm going home and that might shut you up but uh, no more indignant than I normally look at so people like the, that you didn't have the stashes of weed on you this no time. I didn't this time no I should have done no in fact I shouldn't have done that was the one time that they did bloody search me and I, and I remember my, and, I, and I remember because now my mum I had is, it as well yeah and I now remember my mum my is over there with us and we're, we're travelling back and it was easy jet I think it was easy jet and we're travelling back and the guy's asking to search me. So I'm like, you know, come on then, fucking search me, mate. You know, did I tell you my, my daughter's dead body is just in the plane before me? But you go and search me, you know, feel good. And I remember my mum saying, oh, Lee, you know, you need to tell them what's happening. So they, I said, mum, just, just leave it. They're not going to find it. Just let them search me. It's fine. Um, but when we got back, when we got back to England and we were back at my, my mother's, because now you're grieving mm. and, and, you know, you're in my mother's house because it's big. So there's lots of room for people to come and go, and da, 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 da. they can serve tea and cake, and you know the yeah. Everyone, not not non-Jews will be like everyone's claiming rights to be the best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's 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 a whole comedy element for a whole the shiva, the morning yeah. process, and the rabbis, and that's a whole nother. <laughs> but I I walked into my my father and my stepfather's um, office, and I could hear him talking on the phone to. Uh, whoever it was, going, what? No, but what do you mean? I, and I caught on, I'm like, what? He goes, oh, they've lost the paperwork. And I'm like, what? they've, they've <laughs> lost the paperwork. And I'm like, give me the phone. And my stepfather went, no, 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 no. You, you know, I said, she's my daughter. Mm. Dead or alive, she's my daughter. She's not yours. She's my, I will deal with it. Mm. And I took the phone and probably for a good 40 minutes or however long it was, I was on the phone with this guy and it wasn't his fault and they had lost the paperwork. And I remember saying to him, did you have like loads of dead bodies on the plane with lots of different papers? You had one effing dead Job. child on the plane. Which airline? And I can't remember how she came out. And you've lost the paperwork. And yeah. he, in, in fairness to him, he was equally like stunned and shocked. And, and I remember he was driving around all the different places around Heathrow where it could be. And eventually we found it. And yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean, one of many just, stories that get yeah. associated with, mean, with the crazy things around death. It's, I, I can relate to the whole rep repatriation because when my mum died, she was in Germany. Okay. Uh, my dad was trying to save her by sending her to some dark part of Germany to uh, to a guy called Doctor Herzog, you know, who was going to cure her of her cancer. Okay. And I think yeah, he was so far. Yeah. She was so far gone at that point that while he was there, he even the doctor, this miracle doctor, said she's too far gone. She ended up back in a hospital, and within a few days, you know, there's. There's sort of interesting points that you made on this sort of, you know, your, your description. And one of them was like that, you know, the way some people help and that sort of thing. And a couple of my parents' friends flew out to Germany just to be with. So, yeah. With them. And, and it was like, it was like, you don't it's, need to be here. No, it's times like these you do and discover. And I've you do discover actually some people they they raise themselves so high up. Mm. Very good friends of ours, Marshal Jochen, they were on a plane, I think going they were going on holiday somewhere, Sweden or something, mm. in the Netherlands. And Tamar had obviously called them. And and apparently Masha got up because they were literally about to take off. Mm. She got up on the plane and said, I need to get off the plane. No, 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 no. Friend of mine's child has just died. I need to get off this plane. Wow. And they're off. Good. But stuff like that is the you, you you have them. I mean that is you can't. It doesn't mean if you're scared of flying, no. you use that as an excuse. No. Right? But she was absolutely <laughs> my best friend's child has just died. Yeah. I need to get off this plane. Yeah. There's no no, I don't care about and they did. But but, it, but you do, you get some people that that she didn't need elevate themselves. Yeah. 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 And 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 you know, it's like you know, that whole process of repatriation i don't think my dad had any insurance in the end i mean it was like an absolute nightmare getting her home um and i mean it's probably not just the cost it's everything else associated with it as well it's not just a simple okay we'll do it we'll send you the bill later no i mean i, I was i was in the uk at the time with my grandma who was my mum's mum so having to break the news to her that she wasn't going to be with her daughter yeah. weirdly so it was almost like I was dealing with a, a, a parent who had lost a child, 
even though my mum was in her 60s and my grandma was in her 80s, maybe early 90s at that point. Um, yeah, so in a way I was dealing with that. And then... I remember getting a bill for the ambulance a few months later. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I threw that straight in the oh, bin. I bet you did. Yeah. Well, it's the same with the motability thing. Maddie died and motability were like kicking up a stink about me handing back the car. It's like, I don't need a, a, an adapted vehicle anymore. Yeah. Right? It's, it's <laughs> like when I called up the school to say, Madeline's not going to be coming Actually, to school this year. let me correct year, myself. So. It wasn't motivability. I think it was the local authority. Yeah. It, you know, yeah. it's, it's similar to when, when, when I called up the school to say, uh, Madeline won't be coming to school um, because I did. I probably didn't say it like this. I probably did put a little bit more tax. I said, yeah, Madeline won't be coming to school because she's dead. <laughs> I didn't say it quite like that, to which I remember the school saying, okay, um, you actually need to inform the council. Well, here's a, you know, so, so, so I tell you what, here's a bit of bedside manner. No, I tell you what, you fucking inform the council. You know, I've lost my child. Do you think you could manage to call the, ca-? you know, it, but that's a. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, did, 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 did they do anything to recognise? Who? The school. Did they? Did they well, no, they never knew it? her. Oh, she hadn't joined yet? No, she was oh, about sorry. to start. She was sorry. four and a half. She was due to start in the September. Uh, what about the previous school? Did they... Nursery? Yeah. You didn't tell them? Well, we did. Um, and what happened there is because when we were in the hospital in the Netherlands, um, because there was a sepsis spot, they thought it could potentially be meningitis. Okay. Okay. So because they mentioned, so because on the autopsy, it said tested for meningitis. Um, and uh, it wasn't. What happens is the health authority in England, they no, put, no, they by the school, they put two and two together and get about 37.953. <laughs> Inform the nursery. Okay. Don't want to worry you, but there might be a meningitis issue. So literally, <laughs> The, the nursery put a notice on the door. We know this because someone told us. So they turned up at the nursery and said, there's a meningitis scare. No, there wasn't. It's like saying, we're testing for um, uh, uh, CJD. Oh my God, there's CJD. No, we tested for it and it isn't there. Mm. So what they've done is they've seen the tested for. And, but then what happened with that is we had to take medication just in case we did. So for, for two, three, four, oh, it was actually quite a few days, um, my, my piss was red from the medication. <laughs> and it's this constant reminder that your daughter's died. Not that you need, it's just this whole, and we laugh about this and, and I want viewers to realise. Oh, but that, there is, there is symbolism. There. Yeah, there, there, there really is. So, so that's how it was recognised. The school didn't, but the head teacher at the time when then Finn started two years later, something like that, 18 months, no, three years later, we made a point of saying, and in fact, Dame Keeble, um, amazing. Absolutely, because I remember when we had problems in the beginning with Finn, no different to anyone else, we came in and sat down and she was always very, very aware of what we'd been through and what we were going through. And it's really important that, that people in authority and people in these um, levels of, of education or, or importance Always, and I'm sure they've also been going back to before, they're human, mm. but they always have to remember the person that's sitting in front of you as a parent, if they've been through something like this, it's really bloody important that you recognise and remember that because then anything for future children, when they're not well, when they're suffering from this, when they're being bullied or whatever it is, you're going to look at it differently from Mr. My Life is So Wonderful. Um, yeah. It's in, it, I mean, again, another another subject for another week. It's it's how friends react, right, and how people react around wow. you. And 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 you know, for me, the overriding feeling I had at the time of Maddie's passing was how my mates and people just had no words, and it almost became this sort of hashtag <laughs> um, of there's no words. There's no words. And no, there but there's any words. No, there aren't words. But what you want, it, I, I want. Sorry, I wanted people to tell me how they were feeling, to a certain degree, because my I have a close bond with a lot of my friends. You know, they're all guys, and they show zero emotion. They so show zero. Well, still, still, today. When I turned around to one of them the other day and I said, 
I'm doing a podcast. That's nice. But did you tell them what the podcast was Absolutely. about? Absolutely. Oh, really? Yeah. You said I'm doing that's a podcast on... That's a really, that's on, a really good on... thing, but I didn't feel it was from here. I felt it was just from here, what's the right thing to say? If that makes sense. Bearing in mind, you know, my mates have struggled to deal with it. Um, I, you know, and I said to you, you know, I've started obviously this Instagram journey and TikTok and every single person who has liked my posts, as I said to you earlier, <laughs> has been a woman. It's crazy. And you think to yourself... It's like, come on, guys, you know, you're, you're, you're perpetuating... Yeah. What we're trying to yeah to put out there is yeah. that there's no reason why I'm men sure in don't. time it will happen and 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 also just doing my research on on charities and and you know and trying to set up a charity I mean that's a garachka mm. as it is I mean it's, it's a, a what a garachka a garachka a garachka <laughs> yeah, um it's a what <laughs> and um yeah, you need three trustees. Did it? Did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a yeah, right yeah, performance. Yeah. Anyway, so you know, but the point is that even the charities that are there, they sort of talk about the parents. They talk about children who have lost siblings and parents and stuff like that. But there just doesn't seem to be any anyone that I've found so far, and I beg you to come find us if there is in the UK. Um, you know, if there is a charity that support men who, you know, who have lost children. Um, you know, so going on from that, it's like, you know, your feelings and I want to read, I know we've got to wrap up soon, but the feeling you had from, I got the impression your feeling at, at first was, as you said, numbness, which isn't really a feeling. It's well, it's a lack of feeling. It's a lack of feeling. <laughs> then you probably well, it's went, shock. It's shock. Then you probably went through a little bit of anger, maybe. Yeah. You wanted retribution. You wanted to know. I was furious with the GP here. Yeah, they quickly uh, but, wiped their feet. Wiped I mean, in those, in it. I, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, the yeah, longer yeah, yeah. process yeah, yeah, later. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying, in those initial days, you go to sleep at night. How would you wake up in the morning? Empty. You, you feel. Where, did you feel it? Yeah, physically? yeah. Uh, where where I, did you feel it the most? You just wake up empty. You wake up like, like empty. You you feel that you've had something just ripped out of you, and it's just been thrown away. And did you talk to your wife in the early days? Yeah. Well, yes, we did, but we were both going through exactly the same thing. I do think it was she. Is she more of a emotional type than you? In the sense, did she cry a lot? Did yes. She, did, yeah. Yes. And did you? Well, did you, okay. So this, this, the, you know what I'm you... going to say. You know exactly what I'm going to say. This, go, it, it. Look, there's there are certain emotions associated with being a man and a woman. And I think you know, physically and mentally, we are wired differently. We're the mm. same, but there's lots of little bits that go off in different directions, and that's never going to change. Some are more emotional than others, and um, some, yeah, some, but. But as well in a relationship, whether it's two men, two women, man and woman, or nowadays other just just be sure to things to cover all bases. Yeah, just yeah, to yeah. cover all bases. <laughs> Not that I give a shit about offending people because there's nothing offensive. Anyway, um, that's going to get a reaction. Oh, after all this, that will get the reaction. Yeah, that will be the only <laughs> thing that gets the reaction. Oh yeah, very interesting. But I must say, he didn't mention you know he they she it anyway. Um, get over it. Right. We're creating a new plus. Yeah, we're creating a new plus. Dads, whatever the, yeah, D, LGBTQ and D. Anyway, um, slight digression. Yeah. Um, But I think in any relationship or partnership, whether it's business or or personal, you have your, when one is there, there, or when, sorry, when one is there, one is like that. And then when they're there, they're like, and I think that's probably what happens. Naturally, I suppose people would argue that as a mother that has born and has has grown that child inside of them, you know, there there is going to be a bond that is going to be different mm. to a dad. I mean, that's that's I get it. 
and I do totally get it because then again, it's a it loads of other conversations because when you're a dad, depending on or you're a dad to be, depending on how you are as a father, for that first nine months, well, you're just like. Mm. All right, wind on your bladder. I I don't know. I can't feel it. Oh yes, I felt a kick, but that's it. Not that that's it, but that's mm. what you do. And then when the baby's born, especially as all of our children have been breastfed, I've got very little to do because you get one of those. Well, no, because they were breastfed. They no, I know weren't. What I'm saying, but you could have got one of the attachment ones, and she could have uh... expressed. Yeah, yeah. We didn't. We didn't do that. You know. I've um, seen that. Yeah. <laughs> That would have just been, there are some things. Anyway, but we, but so what I mean is that, so you have these roles anyway, yeah, 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 don't yeah. you? And, and I, and I remember, and rightfully so, you know, Tamar was absolutely devastated. I remember her lying in Madeline's bed, um, devastated. Mm. And, and um, I totally understand why. So you gave her, did you give her a lot of space or did you try and comfort her? I tried to the best of my ability. But you were also grieving. Yeah. And how were you with Finn? He was 18 months. So you didn't really need to explain anything. No, not yet. And you still had to compute that part, that you still had another child that you had to look after. Did you give him to a grandparent for a couple of days while you... Um, there were probably a ca- I can't I honestly I can't really remember was there any moments when it was just you and Tamar together? oh yes there would have been and silence a lot of the time you, I think I you think try and turn the TV on watch something yeah I can't or? I mean you're, you're, you're what you're what you're now doing Escapism. is no what you're now doing is you're now almost starting on a whole new chapter of yeah the grieving process because so you've it's, got it's like one chapter of the book has yeah. ended and now you're yeah. in the next and now chapter. now you're at home and where now your times where you're life, sitting there where is my story going yeah you're now sitting there in total silence and you're just watching shit on tv but no one's saying anything because there's nothing to say there's no words there's what are you going to say how you well you know how i'm bloody feeling what's you there know was no there was no moments of blame towards each other or no, I don't. I don't. I don't think there ever was. Um, if there was, it was mild. Um, I. I do say one of the um, overriding relief, if that's such a word, is we were with her. And and also, Could you imagine if we weren't at that point. There was also the relief of finally knowing what it was, because I don't know. In a way, me being cold, mm, she was dead. What did it matter? I know that sounds I think, really. I, I think the the point I'm getting with that is, you know, for, I suffered for so many years from anxiety, and a lot of the mm. questions I've asked today have been based on the feelings I've got. And what I find it very interesting from all this is that you have reacted very differently to grief from what I can understand. Because the one thing that I've been trying to get at is where do you feel it most? And I can tell you now. Oh, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's just here. in, it's like the inner. It's anxiety. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. So what happens? And again, it's a, it's another thing is that like, triggers. We'll do that another mm. time. Triggers. Triggers. I got one big trigger. Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's lot, there's lots yeah. of triggers, and and then when you yeah. have those triggers, bosh, yeah. it gets you in that same, and it's like woof, it's this, and you can't help it. I haven't been able to escape. I think only recently, and this podcast is a massive part of that therapy for me. Um, we want it to be a part of triggers, everyone's. Yeah, triggers, <laughs> triggers. You know, anger, frustration people the wrong people in your life toxins um there are so many things that set you off and anxiety has always been a part of my makeup but did and you did you did because you don't know did when you have were you were you an anxious person before were you an anxious person I before antici- maddie was born or was did your anxiety yes yeah, the, the definition for anxiety for me is 
fear of the unknown. Yeah. And obviously in the early days of Maddie, not knowing what her diagnosis was, grieving the diagnosis and then learning cerebral palsy, what did the future hold? Yeah, anxiety every day. Would my business survive another year? Yes, anxiety. We get to 2017 and business is still going on a yearly basis. Anxiety. Then she dies. Fuck. What does the new anxiety entail here? This is a fear of the future. So then you make adjustments to your life. You then get the anxiety from the adjustments to your life. Where is my life going? I can't be in doing certain things like my business. I need to move away from the business. Anxiety. What am I going to do next? So yeah, anxiety is a pretty <laughs> big word in my life. But I think it's I think it's a part of maybe a lot of people's lives without even necessarily realizing. Yeah. I, I just, but I think people misinterpret the word anxiety. And, you know, when, when I hear of a child having to take time off school for anxiety. Really? I mean, well, okay. Wh where, when where, I said where really, are we I going didn't with mean that? It. I mean, look, I'm not critiquing people and I'm not trying to say, oh, my anxiety is bigger than your anxiety. But, but the fact is, I've tried for many years to control my anxiety. And, you said it earlier, you woke up, you wake up in the morning with a level of emptiness. There's nothing really you're striving for. Um, you know, I felt that so many times over the I years. I had it the other night, literally the other night watching a film and, and I, I'm bored of watching movies. Oh, I'm not bored of what, no, I'm never. No, what I mean is sometimes I, I watched a movie last night, Coach Carter. Oh, okay. And I just like, I know random. But I was like, I was flicking through everything. I couldn't find anything to watch. And I'm like... Yeah, um, and Tamar would say oh. to me, so then go to bed. Yeah. yeah. And then you end up... I was watching Meet Joe Black. I haven't seen that one. No, with uh, a young a young Brad Pitt. He's just ridiculously good looking, that guy. Um, just, <laughs> you look similar. Yeah. Um, I wish I had hair like that at his age. Just just the way, just... Oh, anyway. Even um, at his age now. Yeah, I know. It looks even better now, <laughs> yeah. bastard. Um, but a young Brad He's Pitt. He's turkey. Yeah. And <laughs> a younger Anthony Hopkins. And I'd never seen it before. And I started to watch it. And actually in the beginning, I thought, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit cheesy bit. But he played death. All right. Joe, uh, uh, oh. Joe Black was death. I thought he was Debbie's death. But as the film got on, I was like, oh, this is actually... It, it was good. And then towards the end... Bash. It, it, it hit me. There was something that triggered and it got me. Really? Got me. Just absolutely straight there. And I, I looked up at a picture of Madeline and and gone. And triggers. It's just, it's you. And sometimes you never know where they're going to come from. Oh, yeah. How many do you have a year? It's a good question. Not that many, but I've never counted. So I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I remember seeing a whatever children's film in the cinema and there was a moment, it was, it was one of those animated films where it was the, the, it was the girl that was the ghost and then eventually they sort of managed to free her and da 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 Mate, at that moment, towards Ooh. the end, I was gone. Absolutely ripped apart. See, Triggers. I, I'm, I'm just trying to think. I mean, despite all the anxiety. Four, five? Balling out moments yeah. where it just where my, the bottom lip quivers and I feel, and I get that feeling inside like I, I'm gonna get into bed because I, I, I just I, feel. just I you know I one of the you know I think the one time I've actually let out and we brushed on at the start of this meeting was when I went to my first therapy session or second therapy session the first one was more about logistics of how I was going to do it through the healthcare system <laughs> um, but basically <laughs> the second session. Um, yeah, he, he, he looked at me and he said, tell me about Maddie's passing, the moment it happened. And I looked at him and I said, well, it's in the book. Ah, oh, you can't get away with it that easily, oh, can you? And he was like, why do you keep referring to the book? Yeah. It's like it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. And he was right. He was right. And but it's like, if you just said that to me, it's in the book, read it. No, 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 no. Yeah, he I didn't want to read it. I was sending him extracts yeah. in the week no, no, up, no, leading no. up. Like, this is my story. No, Look at me. No, it yeah. doesn't work like that. No. You tell me. And that was the moment. And I think we should finish at that point yeah. because that's where we're going to start next, the next one. It's, that was the moment I broke down for the first time, probably in five years. 
And that was the first that's day a, that's of my a, grief. And that's a long time after. Yeah. It is. Because you go away, you escape, you ignore, and men do do that. And as I said, you know, they're the sort of stories we want to hear about what you, what nutty things have you done to sort of escape grief? Yeah? Okay, till the next time. It's been a pleasure. Been good. As ever. As ever.